Hey there, this is Adam from Galaxy, where we're all about fostering authentic Web3 communities. I'm thrilled to be here on Edge of NFT, the truly original podcast that offers you an authentic deep dive into all things Web3. Keep listening. Hi, NFT Curious listeners. Stay tuned for today's episode to learn how the Web3 community accelerator Galaxy is taking its reward-based loyalty programs to the outer edge and beyond. Plus, why today's guest is excited to pack up and go on a planning-free surprise vacation ASAP. Finally, learn how a Ninja Alert is making the easy button for keeping up on what's most important in Web3 trading. And before we move on, don't forget that our Outer Edge LA event recently returned to Los Angeles, March 20th to the 23rd, 2023. You can still catch up on all the discussions, presentations, and more by heading over to watch.outeredge.live. And registering, just your email address. Then you'll have access to over 60 captivating conversations and performances. Binge watchers are welcome. Netflix, watch out. We'll see you inside. Welcome to the Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger. The podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side, and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Today's sponsored episode features and well from Galaxy, G-A-L-X-E, a pioneering platform for crafting Web3 communities. And Well is a seasoned marketing strategist, an NFT enthusiast, and the CMO of Galaxy. She champions the potential of NFTs to transform how brands engage with their audiences. Prior to her role at Galaxy, Anne was a cultural strategist at the French shop and an experiential specialist and strategist at Vibrant Marketing in Canada where she steered cross-cultural marketing strategies and completed a specialized graduate diploma in communication and marketing from HEC Montreal. Galaxy is at the forefront of building Web3 communities, boasting over 30 million users. It has been instrumental in the growth of Optimism, Polygon, Arbitum, Arbitrum, and more than 1,800 partners through reward-based loyalty programs. And welcome to Edge of NFT. Hi, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, it's great to have you, Anne, and really excited about the opportunity to collaborate together as part of a new partnership here that I guess was forged IRL, right? In Austin, Texas, not too long ago. Usually it's the other way around. So we had the chance to meet in real life, connect, and then, yeah, and that was, what, two months ago? So we were pretty quick. We got things going. So I'm happy that I'm here today and that we can announce some fun things and get this partnership on the road. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, I think Galaxy is doing some really important stuff in terms of the overall goal of connecting people and rewarding participation in a creative and authentic way. And you guys have been busy nurturing this really vibrant Web3 community very authentically. I'd love to sort of go back to where it started, I guess, before you joined the team. How did Galaxy come about? And maybe talk a little bit also about how you got into the mix. Yeah, for sure. Galaxy started in about April, May of 2021. Started as a credential data network, and that is kind of a tongue twister. So the two founders, Charles and Harry, started this Web3 startup all about you know data and digital identity. 
And what we mean by that, we were calling everything digital credentials. So everything that you do on chain, right, is there. And we wanted to be able to give this data back to the users where they could use this for monetization or whatever they would like to use in the future, right? If we're looking at traditional web two, let's say Facebook, Google, right? They kind of use your data. I don't want to say against you, but (laughs) brands pay and you are the product at the end of the day, right? Because they push ads or whatnot. But in Web3, we can kind of shift that. So that's kind of how Galaxy started. We started to build this, not a database, but we had all these users' credentials in one place. And what we mean by credentials is, okay, hey, I've swapped or traded on Aave. I've never been liquidated. I've never got scammed. Or I have gotten scammed and I'm a degen. You know, all these things. So we were collecting this in a nice kind of formatted way where you could connect your wallet and see all that you've done. And the first actual use case for this is task-based or campaign-based things where we onboarded a few partners to use the Galaxy platform and it started to be like, okay, bridge, swap, trade on any decks and get a reward or get this credential. And that's kind of how it grew into this the monster that it is today, which is the Galaxy platform, which has over 2,600 partners, 10 million unique users to date. So that's kind of how where it started. Cool. So you have some unique capabilities here where users can earn tokens by putting their efforts into their favorite Web3 company. I didn't get to dive too deep in that. How does that actually happen? So Galaxy is very much the infrastructure and the tool. It's a plug and play, easy to use dashboard where I'll walk you through it as a partner and I'll walk you through it as a user because I'm very visual and I know I can't show everything, but this might make more sense. So as a partner, let's say you had a DEX and you said, okay, I want to engage my community. I want to make sure they're doing certain actions. You would open a space on Galaxy, which is basically, think of it as your Facebook page or your Facebook group, where all of your different campaigns are held there. So you could have multiple campaigns. You could have one on a weekly basis. You could have a monthly whatever you'd like to do. And then you get to reward users for doing specific tasks. So we can do anything that's on-chain through API, subgraph. So anything like swap, trade, buy an NFT, own an NFT, play it on a Web3 game, anything on-chain we can do. And then we have a lot of off-chain stuff. So what we mean by off-chain could be like, like or follow a Twitter post or follow someone's Twitter be on Discord, attend a Twitter space, attend a Discord AMA, watch a YouTube video, visit a web page, all these different things that are off-chain that we can also do, join a Telegram group. So they kind of create and customize their campaigns for whatever their goal is. And then they can reward their user with all kinds of different things. So we have our O, which is our on-chain achievement token. Then we have NFTs. So if the partner wanted to generate their own smart contract and create an NFT... And then your question was about the token. So we've actually just launched over, I think it's nine EVM chains that offer tokens through Galaxy. So a project could say, all right, I have a budget of $1,000 for marketing, maybe it's bear market. So maybe your budget is smaller. So you'll decide to put in that $1,000 on Galaxy, raffle it out to winners. So you can decide, okay, one winner gets $1,000 or maybe 10, 20, raffle out first come, first serve, or a raffle, get that token. So that's what we mean by the token rewards, which is a really fun one and users really get into it. Yeah. So I guess in the process of doing all this really pioneering work, you've really 
encountered firsthand the challenges and the opportunities around digital credentialing. Just to broaden the conversation a little bit, it'd be great to sort of understand sort of what are we dealing with there? Where are we sort of in the process of handling that aspect of Web3 that is both an opportunity and a challenge? That's a great question in terms of digital identity. I'll try to give a concrete example that's an issue that we're working at Galaxy where our huge thing is, okay, we want to reward users and engage communities, right? So you're using this platform, but obviously Web3 and Twitter is something that's like largely bought it, right? Just the nature of like giveaways, the nature of potential airdrops, all of this. So how do we kind of make sure that we are rewarding the right users, you know, the people like you and me who are there and doing those daily tasks and working hard to get those NFTs or projects, NSTs or oats, and making sure that we're rewarding the right people. So our thing is, okay, how can we make sure that we're true to Web3, true to being on chain, being anonymous, but also rewarding real users, right? So one thing that we're doing at Galaxy right now is adding a lot of like cyber provincial credentials. So making sure that when a user is actually doing this task and getting engaged and getting the reward, he or she or they (laughs) is a real user. So we're trying to add credentials such as having a minimum transactions on the Ethereum network. Or we have a few different Galaxy Passport. And there's another few companies where it's a KYC where we don't know who the user is, but we know that it is a user. So that kind of gives more flexibility to the partners to play with that digital identity without knowing who that person is. So yeah, hopefully I think we'll solve this issue. (laughs) Yeah, it's an important one, right? I think that we're all making progress in this area. We've talked about this analogy before, but like you go to a bar and you have to show the doorman your ID, you're revealing a lot more information than he really, he or she really needs to know in order to let you in the bar and sort of acknowledge that you're 21, right? And it's like, How do we get to a world of the right information at the right time? And then that information not sort of being permanent. He doesn't need to like know that information forever. He just needs to know at one time to get you in the door, right? So sounds like you're sort of tapping that in a creative way. We had Brendan from Premin on and with their new program Vulcan, you only have to connect your wallet once and then you can sort of connect the dots, if you will, around digital identity. So Sounds like you guys are also sort of pioneering in this way. Yeah, 100%. We're definitely, it's a fine line where you want to stay true to the nature of, of anonymous and DGENs while respecting the hardcore users that are there and working for these rewards. And also, I like that idea from Prement though, just connecting ones and being able to interact. I know that I was playing on Lens recently and I know they have a great thing where on Lensster where you connect ones and then you give access you say yes to like, like and, and interact with, I don't know what they call it, about the tweets, but the content there without having to sign every time your wallet. I know that's not necessarily on digital identity, but those little things are going to help the whole process be a little bit more interesting and more user-friendly, right? A little bit off topic, but it all kind of merges together. Yeah, totally. Check out Vulcan, by the way. That's the program that they're rolling out. Cool. I will. Well, as I woke up this morning and I opened up my Starbucks app, I was offered 200 bonus stars for trying the Oleato beverage, which got me to think about loyalty and rewards points. I did not order it. I have no idea what that thing is, but you guys are doing some interesting things. I got it once. It's olive oil infused latte and it's not bad. All right. Cool. All right. We'll put our referral link in the chat or something. (laughs) Anyways, 
Yeah, you know, but it's such a fascinating topic. I mean, it permeates so much of what we do these days. But as we're talking about the Web3 landscape is different. People, loyalty and rewards still appeal to them. But it's going to be approached differently in Web3. And you guys are doing some interesting stuff there. Can you tell us a little bit about your thoughts and actions? Yeah. Last year, we were very much on the NFT <laughs> space because NFT was the cool buzzword of the summer. So last year, was like all of our partners are like, we're going to launch an NFT collection and we're going to have an NFT badge. That's what people wanted, right? But we at Galaxy are trying to always innovate and stay on top of the market. So we just launched recently our loyalty points where basically this one is really cool because you can have, let's say, five tasks, swap, trade own an NFT and like a tweet and claim a badge, but you can actually attribute different points to these five actions. So that's really interesting because you can do more points for maybe bigger actions. So you could say if someone is trading and swapping and actually using my product, that's a much more engaging action. So I'm going to put a lot more points to that. And on Galaxy, a really fun thing you can do is you can do and or for the claiming of NFTs, right? So you could say, okay, do this list and or this list of tasks. So what's fun is you could say, okay, you know what? I want everyone to be able to claim some oats. Either they can do some very easy social tasks and those will collect five points. But then if they do actually are using my product coming every day, they'll get a lot more points. And we just launched this other thing this week, actually, which is the recurring campaigns. So you can have like daily, monthly, weekly recurring campaign that could be like visit come to my website, come to my DAP, do an action there. So it could be just a login or send a GM on my social platform. So that's a really fun thing for the loyalty points. And because we're very much B2B2C, we never forget about our partners. So we also launched last week the Space Tier Program, which is a loyalty program for the partners, which means that the more that they use the platform and the more that they utilize and optimize with Galaxy the more they unlock and the more they get access to things. So it's kind of a win-win because we, our number one advice is when you come in, if you're coming to do a one-off campaign, you're not going to keep anyone on, right? It's like if Starbucks sends you that point once, but if you, if every time you go to Starbucks and you get points, you're going to get that olive oil infused matcha latte, whatever that was. So that's kind of our advice here is like, come and use it. And you're going to see that your community is going to be much more engaged and much more active. Yeah, sounds like a really thoughtful program and excited to see where that goes. I think it kind of goes to a broader conversation. Pretty soon you guys are going to have to call yourselves Universe, not Galaxy, but you've built this really vibrant, very real community in Web3. And this is what everyone's seeking and going after. It's not easy to not only build it, but to maintain it. A lot of projects struggle when they get to the maintenance mode, right? Because there is this sort of excitement, shiny object type of syndrome in our space. So what's the secret, Anne, to building a real community in Web3? I can't tell you. No, I'm just teasing. Uh, (laughs) I would say long-term, kind of like what I I was just saying, one-off doesn't work. Also, my personal opinion is quality users. So I personally would rather have a smaller community that is much more engaged and much more active than having a large community of unactive members. So fleshing out those people who are like just there for that potential airdrop. That's something we see often when projects come in and don't have a token, they have a huge spike of participation because there's a lot of speculation there, right? When you're talking about a smaller, more vibrant community, 
it begs a question like why yours there's like thousands of web3 communities right and like what's going to make someone sort of stick to your community versus another community that might be offering them all this like upfront bribery if you will Again, just a personal take. I'm part of a few communities where I just they link to my values, what I like, open discussion. So, I mean, I think that's the wonder of Web3. There are so many communities and you can't be part of everything. So you got to look at what makes sense for you. And I think as a founder or as a community manager, I would focus on like finding those people who share the same values as your project, right? So some things that we're doing at Galaxy is like, participating in Discord or Twitter spaces, which you can actually put a link to. So having someone participate for more than 15 minutes, 30 minutes, we also have a quiz credential. So doing things like that in terms of loyalty is interesting, but also making sure that we do this thing where we call them the galaxy missions. So people who are part of our community have different weekly missions that they do that is really led by the community space where they feel highly engaged. Sometimes they also write content. So they feel like they're part of the growth and the success of Galaxy. Again, talking from personal experience and what I'm seeing, I don't think there's one magic recipe for it. But I think if you have also having a good community manager is key. They're really hard to find. But I know we at Galaxy are super happy with our team. They are on Discord nearly 24-7, have a lot of events with our community. No, that's really helpful to just appreciate the nuances there. And sounds like you've put together an internal team, which is an extension of the community that has similar values, right? Is there like one or two values that you would like call out that you sort of see universal alignment around? At Galaxy or in Web3? At Galaxy that like sort of creates that magnetic pull, if you will. This is my first time working in the tech world. So I'm just going to talk about my experience, but I am amazed at how many projects and products and features we launch on like a weekly basis. I wake up on the Monday morning and there's already three new features that are huge. And I think that our community is like that as well. Like they're very like, they're eager to innovate and push and they give a lot of feedback. So they're, as I said, really part of that growth and that innovation. When we do launch new product, we always beta test it in our community. So we'll have a mini campaign for them and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's like this mix of openness and innovation at a rapid pace that like kind of catalyzes things. That makes sense. We get to like test it out. One thing also, one of our rewards that we didn't touch on is a Discord role uh, reward, which is kind of a tongue twister. There's a lot of R's in there. Discord role rewards. So you can reward users for doing specific tasks and automatically reward them with a Discord role or vice versa. So yeah, we're very in tune. I think we have like four or five people on the community team. So we're very in tune and listening to them all the time. Like having a focus group of 500,000 people (laughs) who give you direct feedback. You can actually do statistics on that kind of number. (laughs) Yes. We really admire folks that are focused on community and listening as you guys are. We have thought about partnering with you guys, and I think that's happening. (laughs) Can you tell us your thoughts on us collaborating and give the listeners a little bit of a teaser of how we think we're going to bring some fun stuff based on all that kind of community knowledge and about what works and what doesn't? 
Yeah, for sure. We were super excited because when I actually met all of you and I met your colleague in, at NFT NYC. So our first dates are, are much more before consensus. And they were talking about the contests that you hold, which I thought were great, but then nothing, no shade. I thought you should do them on chain. I don't want to name drop who or what platform you guys were using, but wasn't on chain. And I thought you guys are pioneers and innovators in the Web3 space as well. I thought there was a direct connection here. So that's kind of how the conversation got started. So I know that we will be holding a few of your contests probably on the Galaxy platform. So that's a super fun one. And then we were also talking about the other things you do at Edge of NFT and how Galaxy was looking forward to going into the developer community as well. And which I know you guys do. So we're hoping maybe some future sponsorships or stuff like that on our end for your dev focused events. So I don't know. Yeah, Josh, if you have some stuff there too, to say. Yeah, yeah. I think we're still figuring it out, right? And I think that's part of the innovation agility of Web3 is you don't have to have all the answers on day one, but you can have a playbook or in the case of the Zookies, they had a mind map, right? And I think that's our mind map, if you will, for this relationship. We piloted a hackathon at Outer Edge LA, had over 100 participants, 21 teams, and What was really interesting about it, one, pretty high percentage of women participating, but two, half of it was creators and half of it was developers. And I think that's a really fun combination. If we can kind of keep that going, which is our hope, I think a tool like Galaxy fits in as almost essential infrastructure because at the end of the day, it can get noisy out there in the world of marketing. Even you get on podcasts, you build a community through Twitter spaces. You invite people to your Discord, but fundamentally, like rewards we know is a proven mechanism to make things more sticky. And you guys do that. So hopefully some of these products can sort of take advantage of your unique technology. We're super excited and the developments remain to grow and change and build upon one another. So it'll be really fun. Yeah. So besides our partnership, what's on your roadmap? Any collaborations or features that we should look out for? Any recent collaborations that you should also mention? Yeah, there's a lot of fun things that are coming this summer and a lot of them are on NDA. So I'm not going to mention them just yet, but stay tuned. However, we had a lot of fun things in the past few months. So we actually were the platform behind the Linea Voyage. Linea is the consensus's EVM testnet that they're building. So we had a six-week campaign with them where each week had a different theme. So bridge, staking you name it, all the DeFi actions. And so they had all these different partners join with with them. And I think per week, we had about 1.5 million participations. I'm not going to state that those were all unique participations, might be some duplicate wallets there. But overall, that's about 12, 11.5 million participations in that campaign. That's incredible. I mean, that's a huge number. I've heard statistics like, 2 million active wallets. So that's not accurate, right? Because do they provide their wallets as part of this campaign? So let's say there was a six-week campaign, 1.5 million approx per week. And then so that totals to 12 million. But let's say that those are the same people participated on a weekly basis. We can kind of assume that around 1.5 to 2 million participants but I mean, even if half of those were bots, which I'm, I'm not saying that's the case, it's still a, a huge number in Web3. 
But yeah, so that was a really great one. So Galaxy is a great place to start if you're looking to launch a new project, launch a L1 or L2. We get these ecosystem campaigns that we call them where we kind of get a lot of people on board. So that's a fun one. I'm not sure when this podcast will be live, but we at Galaxy are doing a little mini campaign where we're doing, we're calling it a token reward odyssey. And basically we're celebrating the fact that we have added seven EVM chains to our token reward. So we are rewarding seven times, I think it's $500. So about three to four grand. I'm not too sure how much of all the main tokens from each of these EVM chains. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be a really fun one. It's going to be five days about next week. So I don't know when the podcast will be out, but... It'll be maybe just around that time slightly after. So people know about it and the video will be out a little bit earlier. So we'll get the intel out there. Nice. And oh, we have another one actually that's still live and that's the Zerion DNA one. Zerion, basically, if you do different actions with them, you get their NFT and you get to... They have a really cool NFT called a Zerion DNA. And the more actions you do, the more the NFT evolves. So it has different attributes on its head, its background, its body. So the more you do, the more your NFT evolves. So if anyone's looking to do some DeFi focus, that's a good one to do. I certainly don't want my NFT to devolve. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I love taking advantage of those opportunities that NFTs afford. We're about to wrap up this segment of questions and move on to hot topics. But the last question we tend to like to cover is, you know, what are you watching out there in the Web3 space outside of the work you're doing that inspires you, you think is interesting, maybe the listeners ought to check out? Yeah, I think one thing that's really cool, I was talking to someone who works at Bado, which is the AI art. I'm not sure if you guys have talked about it on this podcast or not yet. I don't think so. Oh, you definitely need to check it out. So basically, it's they created this AI that creates art. And people on the Discord get to vote on, I think they get like 100 pieces of art. And it's kind of A, B, this or that. So the community votes. They vote through a token that I think they stake this token and they vote. And then at the end of the week, only one piece of art is generated and chosen and it's sold. So it is 100% an AI that creates and generates the art. There's no one behind it giving it prompts. It's machine learning through what the community likes. So I think that that's super interesting. That's really cool. What's their Twitter or website? B-O-T-T-O. Yeah, it looks like Botto Project. B-O-T-T-O-P-R-O-J-E-C-T. Looks like some kind of interesting artworks and concepts, yeah. That's really cool. Just on our previous show, we talked to Tennessee's head of Web3, and they're sort of co-creating a bottle as opposed to Botto with their community of early NFT holders that the bottle, everyone in that community will receive. So it's really cool. So I was thinking bottle when I heard bottle, but equally really fascinating project and right in line with some of the AI content that we're going to start to bring to life. So definitely going to check that one out. It seems like somehow they found a digital way to feed AI LSD though, because there's certainly a lot of that kind of, that kind of framing in the art, the style there. <laughs> Makes you think. Yeah, I guess it's imitating life in some capacity. <laughs> yeah, anyways, I could say a lot more about that, having studied the brain, but that's enough. Anything else you want to shout out? Not the shout out segment of our show, but like in the Web3 space, you think it's interesting? Oh, I did meet this other team that they were calculating the levels of engagement on Discord. So kind of similarly, or could be beneficial to Galaxy, but more than just like doing an action of like, for a DAO, for example, or a community, like who are my 
not just my most active, but the people who are actually contribute in like a positive way and giving comments and through like, I'm, I'm sure they use some kind of AI again to score users and community members based on their active participation and the feedback that they give. And I thought that that was great because a lot of people, I mean, you can say GM every morning, but like who's actually giving and the reactions that they're receiving and giving and stuff. So I thought that that is another really great one that, again, I was interested in because it ties well with Galaxy and engaging in a meaningful way. And what's their website or Twitter handle? I actually met them at a hackathon and their name was, I think it's Misio, M-I-S-S-I-O. Make sure I'll get the right information for you. But you see, again, these are all like either new projects or things that are just kind of bubbling up and starting. And I think that's the things that excite me the most. You have questions about blockchain? Like, how big of a block can you chain without throwing out your back? Or have you received that chain letter? How did you block it? And does blockchain taste better, barbecued or deep fried? <laughs> Luckily, you don't have to ponder these quandaries alone anymore because Blockchain Training Alliance is here to answer them and also train you in real world blockchain issues that will impact your business's bottom line and oriented future forward along the ley lines of the most important tech humanity has perfected since harnessing atomic energy. If you're into those sorts of things, Blockchain Training Alliance is a top leader in the field, counting among its clients IBM, Microsoft, Disney, Morgan Stanley, and many more, and offering a wide array of technical and non-technical courses. Whether you're a computer neophyte training for an incredible career in this new space, or a coding expert honing your skills, Blockchain Training Alliance will help you steer your ship home safely, filled with treasure. Arg. So hurry and sign up for the Blockchain Training Alliance course that best fits your needs at blockchaintrainingalliance.com. Use discount code EDGEOF for 50% off and start your next block today. I think it's about time to move on to the next segment. So right now we're going to move on to Hot Topics and bring on our special Hot Topics guest for the day. And this Hot Topic features... Trevor Owens of Ninja Alerts, the project that allows custom NFT alerts and push notifications for any contract or wallet. Trevor's a good friend of the show and our crew here. He's a multifaceted entrepreneur, author, and early stage startup investor, CEO of Ninja Alerts, an Ethereum-based wallet tracker, and also serves as the managing partner at Bitcoin Frontier Fund, where he invests in exceptional teams building new use cases for Bitcoin through BTCL1 and scaling layers like Stacks and Lightning, Bitcoin Frontier Fund has an extensive portfolio of nearly 50 startups in the DeFi, NFTs, and Web3 sectors. Trevor, great to see you again. Your beard is growing back in great grandeur. Look forward to continued growth. And we know you shaved it off when, what was it, Stacks token hit a dollar or something like that? By the way, guys, I'm wrapping the shirt here today. Oh, nice. Outer Edge LA t-shirt. Nice. I mean, it's not in your bio, but folks should know Trevor also knows how to pick out the best Korean barbecue in Seoul, hands down. So definitely a fun fact there. Still reminiscing about some of those meals. Yeah, it was awesome to see your team in South Korea. I lived there for a few years. I'm back in the States now. It's been tough adjusting to the time zone. Before I got really kicked off into Web3 hard, I was working on my own startups. As a developer, you can live anywhere. But now it's like a lot of the action here is happening in the US East Coast, West Coast. So yeah, that was a really fun time. I mean, Korean startups is awesome. Well, there's been a correlation over the last month or so of our comms slowing down as you've been like really heads down 
sort of finalizing and now launching some major, major updates to Ninja Alerts has been one of your passion projects for quite a while. So we're really excited to learn the scoop on the big update here. Let it rip. Yeah, absolutely. So Ninja Alerts V3 is live. This has been like a complete rebuild we've been working on for six months. And it introduces like, first of all, a fully rebuilt like data pipeline. We have like the fastest time from going to like something happens in a block on Ethereum to like within a second, like pushing out push notifications. And we rebuilt a, like a really nice desktop experience for pro traders that gives you kind of like all the things you want. And so from a user experience perspective, from a data perspective, there's almost like too much to discuss there. But I'd say the big thing is that we created this real-time trader leaderboard. And so we show like every week, there's like kind of like a live trading competition going on where we look at all the wallets on Ethereum and we see NFTs that they bought starting Monday midnight and which ones they've flipped by the end of the week. We also extend that to the month timeframe and the quarter timeframe to show you like which wallets are actually making profits and what they're doing and go right from the chain. And so the whole purpose of Ninja Alerts goes back to when I got into NFTs as an investor, primarily focused on Bitcoin startups now. I'm also an Ethereum enjoyer. I'm an NFT enjoyer. But when I got into NFTs, it was like, hey, I didn't understand it for my job. I needed to. And so I jumped into it. And then all of a sudden I was convinced because like once you hold something and you go deeper into it, that's when you really start to understand it. And I started getting addicted to trading. I was actually spending too much time trading NFTs and not enough time with the startups in my portfolio. And that's when I came up with the idea of like, why don't I just follow the wallets of like the smart traders that I know in the space involved in a much of an alpha group. So I know are making good trades and get push notifications whenever they do something. Same idea with like Ethereum contracts when a new mint is coming up, you can get an alert when the mint goes live, when the reveal happens. And it was just a tool to solve my own problem. And you know, we were lucky enough to find that like a lot of people in the space had the same problem. So this rebuild like allows you to discover many new wallets more easily, where you can see like what are the traders to follow, having like all different types of stats on their wallets, PL, et cetera. And where we're going from this is in 30 days, we'll have mobile trading live. So we're trying to go for this like native mobile trading experience where you go from push notification to seeing people making trades to being able to make those same trades yourself in the app. And then we're going for ordinals. Wow. All right. We heard it all. You said that so succinctly, but that's all really big stuff. I see Anne's reaction here. I know her wheels are turning. How can I integrate Ninja Alerts with Galaxy? Like I have a feeling that's on your mind, Anne. Am I correct? I want to use it for myself. I didn't know about Ninja before we chatted, but I like NFTs and I like to make money and <laughs> so I and just see what's going on on chain. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Trevor, but I'm a non-technical person. So sometimes it's hard like on Etherscan, for example, to kind of see like what's going on. So it kind of feels like your product is the perfect tool for a non-technical person like myself who could just kind of track like doodles or azuki or whatever not saying that i have got the funds for those but to see what's going on and understand those transactions on chain a hundred percent and you know i was like the type of person where i had like five different windows open and i would have the chrome extension for auto refreshing on etherscan and i'd be like is the myth live what is this transaction like who's participating and so we just made it like super simple desktop and mobile apps you can take it with you where you go if like a big mint's coming up, like ideally you don't have to stay home. You don't have to bring your computer with you. You can just hang out with your friends, enjoy your life. Most passionate users are people with like families, young kids, they're kind of on the go, but they realize there's a lot of opportunities in this space because of all the opportunities unlocked by the creation of digital assets. 
Oh, trust me. I've been to brunch, you know, an hour or two later because me and my partner had to stay home for a minute. And it's it's just kind of annoying because <laughs> you don't want to be that person. But then if you miss it and it becomes a, the next four days, you'll go to brunch maybe an hour later to make sure you don't miss that. <laughs> you nailed it. Exactly the problem we're trying to solve. FOMO at its finest. <laughs> I've seen the sort of wonderful job you've been doing kind of growing your exposure in Twitter spaces over the past several months, doing the Not Financial Advice show, which we participated in quite a bit on the run to Outer Edge and the Ordinal show as well. And that kind of speaks to you've been a very strong force in educating people about Ordinals and making that a a strong focus and bring attention to it. Tell us how that sort of got started in your domain and how you've been active in the community and kind of what you're seeing with Ordinals. Yeah, totally. So as like an entrepreneur and developer, my background has primarily been in Web2 for the past decade. And my previous company was like Lean Startup Machine. We did like these educational workshops all around the world, which actually I found out Josh has had attended one in DC many, many years ago and a few other people that I come into contact with recently. And not only attended, I mean, it changed my trajectory of my entrepreneurial journey. I mean, Lean Startup is, is how Jeff and I sort of built our previous company, Territory Foods. It's the mentality that we have brought into everything we do and all the coaching we've done of other entrepreneurs over the years. So just got to say, it had a profound impact on me, Trevor. Um, that really touched my heart, Josh. And when I heard that, I was like, all right, I'm going to help you guys uh, like add me to the team, add me to the edge of NFT team here. I want to be involved because it is a very specific mindset to take in how you approach building a company. And I think the 2017, 2018 era of the space was like the opposite of that in some ways. It was like companies raising tens of millions of dollars with a white paper. And so I kind of stayed out of it during that time, but I did have a lot of friends in the space. And another one of the companies that I worked with like early on was the founders of what is now Stacks. And so when I came back in 2021, I was checking out what's going on. Now I, it was like a totally different environment. I saw production level applications like MetaMask, OpenSea, Uniswap, the Beeple sale. I was like, the time is now to get into this. And I had the fortune of knowing the Stacks guys and their whole thesis about, we can also build Web3 on Bitcoin and here's how different ways to do it. And I think that was like something that a lot of people had written off, but it was something that from my experience the past decade, looking at go-to-market, studying markets, studying lean startup, it just seemed like something that would obviously happen at some point and probably happen soon. I didn't expect it to happen this soon with Ordinals, but I was kind of beating this drum for two years and investing in the space, investing primarily in stacks and some in Bitcoin L1 and Lightning. When Ornals happened, it wasn't like super clear. Every week I became more bullish, but it was obvious that it was something. And then the scale of it, even I wasn't prepared for. And doing all those Twitter spaces that was like really fun to do with you guys. It was actually a challenge, you know, like we didn't have the biggest audiences because I was always this person who was like a little bit of an odd person out being like, bullish on Ethereum, building a startup on Ethereum, literally, but also being like very interested in Bitcoin and what's coming up there and investing primarily in there. And then it was like the merging of two worlds where both of those, both of the fields came together. And I think that what we see in Ordinals is the coming together of many individuals from across blockchain space and kind of, I hope, a disintegration of those barriers and tribalism where we welcome everybody to participate and build and we celebrate people who build and even make mistakes which hasn't been the culture of of Bitcoin, I think, over the past few years. But now that it's coming back, we're seeing that, again, markets move everything else. It's like, if you solve a problem for real users, nothing's going to stop you. And so I think that Ordinal's unlocked a great use case that's different from what is on Ethereum and other chains right now and how it's constructed. 
And I think that that has ignited a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of builders. And I think in this like bear market where I feel like Ethereum is going through a little bit of a plateau phase, like if you look at innovation, it falls an S curve where it has tremendous growth and then a little bit of maturity and then a lot of experiments that unlock the next growth curve. I think that from 2021 until now, Ethereum has had that exponential growth. And now people are working on the next frontier of what this technology can do. And right now, Bitcoin is kind of just catching up to where Ethereum was two years ago. Yeah, a lot of interesting developments going on. A lot of fun in the community. A lot of unique sort of perspectives. I think one of the things that came out of observations and participating in these conversations is building on these different chains brings different communities, right? Different communities, different focuses, different sort of basic personality traits or interests and things like that. So that's been a fun part of watching what's going on with Ordinals is seeing that the community has its own flavor and that's really fun to see it grow. We only have so much time for this segment, so we'll probably have to wrap it up here pretty soon. But clearly, Anne has probably already signed up for Ninja Alerts while on the show here. <laughs> during this segment, she kind of looked at like a plant during the infomercial for Ninja Alerts. Very enthusiastic. Probably represents a lot of our listeners. So it's good we had you on. Tell folks that are curious where they can go to learn more about you and Ninja Alerts and anything else you think they should check out. Yeah, definitely. So definitely go sign up at ninjaalerts.com. It's one A though in the middle. So it's like Ninja Alerts with one A and then follow us on Twitter, Twitter slash Ninja Alerts. Follow me on Twitter at TO. We have some exciting things coming in the next couple of weeks. The new mobile app is not approved by App Store yet. So we're still waiting for that. But the old one, the V2 is still live and running well. And if you need any help with that, you can always jump into our Discord and provide a ton of support there. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. Always a pleasure and actually an honor to be on here with you guys. Awesome. Also tell people when the Twitter spaces you participate occur so they can go check those out. Similar crosstalk people who like to listen to audio and get into community. So we do the Ordinal show every Monday and Wednesday, which is just focused on Ordinals, technology, and we're the number one show on Ordinals right now. We have Peter Schiff on the show, who's actually got, he's now a Bitcoiner because he owns Ordinals, which is crazy. And we have a lot of great people on that Monday and Wednesday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Monday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Wednesday. And then I do the Not Financial Advice show, which is more DGEN, more trading, both ETH and Ordinals, Tuesday and Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Actually, we have a show tonight and we're going to have a town hall purge edition where we're going to let any project come up and pitch for like a minute and get some feedback. Hopefully some good projects, hopefully some bad ones as well, because that's going to be fun. All right. Thanks so much, Trevor. Great to see you again. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you guys so much. Cheers. Hey there, NFT Space Cadet. Let's zoom in on the globe from outer space today to Abbott Kinney Boulevard in Venice Beach, LA. Let me show you a cosmic tech beacon that shines out among the bustle of fashion, art, and food there. It's a thriving software dev, data science, and design studio known as AE Studio, where scores of the sharpest minds have come together to help founders and execs create software and machine learning solutions that are not only profitable and increase our agency as humans, but that give us that warm, fuzzy feeling that elegant tech so wonderfully does. AE's breadth of talent allows them to build anything from instillvideo.com, it's a health, fitness, and wellness app that makes your chakras tingle, to award-winning brain-computer interface solutions that could quite literally bend our minds. Oh, and keep an eye out for Token Runners, their NFT white-label marketplace, as well as our highly anticipated NFT drop, Boomer NFT. Now, for all you DGENs who strive to shed the cummerbund and pearls comes a jaw-dropping, awe-inspiring partnership 
not seen since the heyday of Shaq and Kobe. It's called Edge of AE Studio, and you can find out all about it at edgeofae.com. That's right, this full-service, soup-to-nuts, end-to-end, whole-enchilada NFT service can help you, yes, you, Randy, launch your NFT project. Edge of NFT and AE Studio have come together like Voltron to get your project in gear so you can hightail it straight to the moon, stardom, and maybe even your own private yacht. Go to edgeofae.com to find out more. That's edgeofae.com. Actual results may vary depending on moon landing location, domain of stardom, scale and model of yacht, as well as weather scale model of yacht or actual yacht. It is now time for one of our favorite segments. We're going to get a chance to know Anne even that much better with our special segment called Edge Quick Hitters. These are fun and quick way to get to know you a little bit better. There's 10 questions. We look for just a short, single or few word response, but feel free to expand if you get the urge. Anne, are you ready? I'm ready. She's ready. All right. First question. What is the first thing you remember ever purchasing in your life? The first thing that I remember putting money aside for and going towards that was a GameCube. So that might give you kind of my age. I had to save up a hundred Canadian dollars. So probably like 60 US bucks, but yeah. Awesome. That's a lot, eh? Representing Canada. All right. And I'm just noticing you're wearing like a jean jacket kind of e thing, which is very Canadian as well. Canadian tuxedo. Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> Question number two. What is the first thing you ever remember selling in your life? Multiple lemonades at a lemonade stand. <laughs> oh, nice. Multiple. So like different flavors. We talk about strawberry lemonade. No, just like a lot of them. Enough so I could get a slushie at the uh, <laughs> convenience store. <laughs> well, we did have a recent guest who performed mergers and acquisitions with other lemonade stands in his neighborhood in order to corner the market. So that's the pinnacle. We've also had combining lemonade stands with like gambling games, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. <laughs> you see, I was focused on getting that slushie. So once I had enough for that, the gulp at 7-Eleven, I was good to go. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Everyone else has to have lemonade, but you get the slushie. I see how it is. What is the most recent thing you purchased? Oh, tickets for Disneyland. <laughs> oh, nice. All right. That should be fun. What is the most recent thing you sold? I'm not a Facebook marketplace girly. I'm a donate girly. Everything in a bag and I just drop it off at Goodwill. So I don't sell a lot. I give. I'm a giver. That's fair. All right. Next question is number five. What is your most prized possession besides your jean jackets? It's a really cute teapot that's super kitsch and it has like Alice in Wonderlands. It's like a very kitschy teapot. All right. I like it. Question number six. If you could buy anything in the world, digital physical service experience that is currently for sale, what would it be? I'm very type A. So when I travel, I plan everything. Everyone's on my schedule. So I would like a one or two month vacation where I don't know what we're doing, where we're going. And someone else is like, they just take care of everything for me. Okay. All right. I can't remember the name. So I had a previous podcast called the run with it podcast. We would talk to business owners who had an existing project, but they also had some cool idea that they didn't have time to pursue. They'd share it with us on the podcast and we'd like, you get them all amped up about it until they said, Oh man, maybe I should quit what I'm doing now, do that. But share it with the audience so they can pursue it. But one of our guests, that was her primary business. It wasn't the business idea she shared. Her primary business was you go to them and they plan your vacation, like surprise vacation for you. You just pack your bags. You don't know where you're going, what you're doing. 
So I'll try to look it up and find the name of it. It's perfect. I don't want an organized trip. I want it to be as if I was organizing it because I know I can organize it well. But oh yeah, that I would just love that. <laughs> yeah, and it's surprise too. It's not like a travel agent thing. It's like you don't know. <laughs> yeah, I love that. On the big idea board at one point in my entrepreneurial journey with Jeff, I had this idea of travel roulette where you say like the amount of money you want to spend, the type of climate you want, how far you want to travel, and then you spin the wheel and wherever it goes, you have to go. I like that. <laughs> I think pretty narrow audience of daredevils like yourself instead started a food company, but it was on the radar. All right, and if you could pass on one of your personality traits to the next generation, what would it be? You didn't see it off in this podcast, but I'm pretty funny. So my sense of humor. <laughs> I definitely got plenty of hints of your sense of humor. So noted. And if you could eliminate one of your personality traits from the next generation, what would it be? Only one. <laughs> <laughs> you can pick multiple. You can combine them together and come up with a new word. Probably the anxiety of arriving late somewhere. I don't know if anyone has that. Like, if I'm not 10 minutes early, I'm late. And it, everything before any event, maybe brunch, an important meeting, or just hairdresser appointment, I'm stressed. So we should know that Anne was two or three minutes early for our podcast, which never happens in Web3 with our show. So you definitely get the star for that. And we were able to start much earlier than we typically do, which, which was much appreciated. So it, it's all going to a good cause. Type A, early, you kind of see the gist of it. So that's why I need a vacation where everyone takes care of it for me. But I want to be on time. <laughs> to think. Perfect. Well, so the good news is I found it very quickly. I'm very pleased here. Lillian Rafson is the founder and CEO at Pack Up and Go. That Pack Up and Go will let us plan your getaway the catch your destination is a surprise. That is packupgo.com. Check it out and have some fun and might as well go check out the Run With It episode with Lillian as well, where she talks about doing travel for accessibility-focused hotels, like people with disabilities. Very interesting business idea. All right, next question. That is number nine, and we're almost done. What did you do just before joining us on the podcast? I walked that dog that was barking earlier. <laughs> Walking the dog. What kind of dog? It's not my dog. It's my sister's dog. Like a hunting, what's it called? Stray hair, something, something. I'm blanking. We'll, we'll just refer to it as dog. Dog. <laughs> Is a dog. <laughs> what are you going to do next after the podcast? I'm having a very family-oriented day. So I'm going for dinner with my grandpa. This is on... Untypical day, the dog, the grandpa in my dad's office is in my usual day. <laughs> nice. Take grandpa for a walk. Yep. And the dog for dinner. Nice. Well, sometimes we do a bonus question at this time. Oh, it looks like we have one. And then they have another thing that might be just a little bit fun too. So Josh, I think you put that in there. Do your bonus question. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as a newcomer to the space, it's kind of gone all the way down the rabbit hole. I'm curious what your favorite NFT is in your own personal collection. My stoner cat, which I'm not sure if you guys know that one or not. Of course. Yeah, yeah. We know Lisa and the team behind that. They had a close partnership with Toonstar, some crossover there. And I just interviewed John about the intersection of AI and animation, what they've been doing in that space. So definitely a really symbolic project in the space in terms of, you know, it gets some digs sometimes, but at the same time, they were trying some new things out and they did, I think, sort of inspire a lot of projects thereafter. 
You know what? I think that there's a lot of reasons why it's it's my favorite, but the number one being that for me, it's the one that's given me the most benefit in terms of utility. And I don't mean like, I'm not like a token airdrop hunter and stuff like that. There's been great parties from Doodle Suzuki, Bored Apes, like all that. Yeah, great. Awesome. But like being able to be at home and actually watch the content that they've created because you have that NFT and that they were pretty reasonably priced. I mean, I think when I got it, it was like about 200 Canadian dollars. So not too expensive. And you still got this great quality content. I think that that is the key because not everyone can go to these fancy events. I think Azuki's having one in Vegas. Like you can't be in India and get an, that in Azuki and go there. A lot. So I think that's why that's my favorite. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, this next one, I don't know. I'm just want to talk about this for a second. <laughs> it's not really a quick hitter question. It maybe it's like, how about this? But since you were talking about Starbucks earlier, maybe we'll call it sort of a hot topic. It comes from a news article on BuzzFeed. I just want to share a couple of these 15 drink orders from Starbucks that will make you ask, are these customers okay? <laughs> these literally have, they have the evidence on the cup side of the cup of what people ordered. A venti pumpkin spice latte with eight shots of espresso, seven pumpkin sauce, and one pump of maple pecan sauce. A venti coffee frappuccino with two scoops of ice, five pumps of frapp roast, and double blended. A venti mango black tea lemonade with 24 pumps of mango. A venti salted caramel mocha frappuccino with five pumps of frapp roast, four pumps of caramel sauce, four pumps of caramel syrup, three pumps of mocha, three pumps of toffee nut syrup, double blended with an extra whipped cream. And you could look this up online for maybe five or six more. But I just thought that was worth sharing on the topic of Starbucks. You can say anything you want about that, but we'll move on to the next segment regardless. <laughs> My order is the black coffee, no sugar, no cream, no nothing. So keep it simple. <laughs> All right. Well, we're about to wrap up. Before we do so, we always like to get a shout out if possible. And I think you might have somebody in mind or somebody or two. Would you like to give a little love to here for the episode? Yeah, I've mentioned a few people on this. So I said Linia, I mentioned Zerion, I mentioned Bado, and then the other NFTs that we talked about. I guess i am mentioned a few times Canadian from Montreal. So there's a few projects in Montreal that are really doing good. So there's a Zapper team that is a dashboard where you can see basically all of your DeFi holdings and then also all of your NFTs. And they're building on something that's kind of similar of Ninja is doing, but basically being able to see what's going on on Etherscan. So they have a dashboard where you can see, or a feed that they call it, where you can see all the transactions. So all of the non-technical folks like myself can feel like they're part of the, the blockchain and actually read it. So yeah. Cool. That's great stuff. Great to hear about that. Thanks for sharing. So we're almost done and we just want to know where folks can learn more about you and the projects you're working on, websites, social, stuff like that. Visit galaxy.com. As a user, you'll be able to see all of the ongoing campaigns you're going to get on there. You're going to be overwhelmed. So all you have to do is go to the campaigns tab and filter out what you want to do. Maybe you want to do only on-chain stuff, or maybe you only want to be rewarded with tokens, or maybe you just want to play on the BNB chain. So you can filter and see and start like that. For myself, I'm on Twitter. I'm not too sure what my Twitter handle is. I think it's anwell.eth or underscore ETH. So A-N-N-E, well, W-E-L-L. And then I think it's underscore dot ETH. So yeah, that's where you can find me and find Galaxy. Actually, that's a great Twitter handle. I'm not too sure at, I'm not too sure what my Twitter handle is. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Anne. It's been a blast and Galaxy is uh, very exciting and we're really excited about this partnership. 
We have officially reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs for today, the outer edge of the galaxy, as it were. Thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventures on this starship. So invite your friends, recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to Spotify or iTunes right now. Rate us. Say something awesome. Then go to edgevnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. Look us up on all major social platforms by typing edgevnft with no spaces. And hey, start a fun conversation with us online. Lastly, be sure to tune in next time for more great Web3 content. And thanks for sharing this time with us today. This episode was brought to you by today's guest and sponsor. The creators of Edge of NFT will be compensated to support the production costs associated with the program. We are very selective with deciding who to have on these shows, but we are learning as we go just like you. The views expressed are for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only, and are not intended to serve as an endorsement or investment advice. You are urged to do your own research as well as consult a reputable financial advisor before making any investment or purchase decision.